welcome back to another episode of Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor Lang, and as always, we're joined by our good friend, Josh Gatowski. Josh, it's been a minute, sir. How are you? Trevor, I am doing phenomenal, man. It's uh, it's good to hear you. It's been a minute since you and I have, uh, have chatted, uh, you know, from, from mic to mic, but... Uh, I'm excited. You know, we got the national championship for men's college basketball coming up here tonight. And uh, let me tell you, it's uh, it, it's probably one of the most anticipated college uh, national championship games uh, that I can remember of as of late. I agree completely, Josh. I mean, but not only that, like, I want to think kind of broadly here. It's Masters week. This week is a fantastic that. week oh. of sports. We have the NBA in full swing heading towards a, a playoff finish. We have the NHL on the other side of the grind of the season running towards the playoffs. We have baseball, which is fucking back. We have yes, national championship, and we have the Masters. This is a gigantic week in sports. Um, I'm excited for it, Josh. I agree. I think this Gonzaga-Baylor game is going to be interesting. Uh, we'll save that for when we get into it a little bit later. For today's show, though, Josh, you know, sticking with our March Madness theme here, we're just going to we're gonna do our, our Final Four recap. We didn't do a Final Four preview because, honestly, we didn't we didn't need to. <laughs> um, everyone on Earth, I think. I mean, the thought, game the game we was thought the games were. Yeah, we thought but, the games were going to be very self-explanatory, and one of them was. The other was one of the greatest college basketball games. But if you only looked at the box scores, then at the end of the day, this national championship probably could have been talked – I mean, it was talked about back in November. Yeah. So, Josh, I think that uh, I think now would be a good time to do you know our first segment of the day, which is, as always – well, not always, but right now <laughs> – the Detroit Sports Update uh, with – Opening week started on Thursday, April 1st, and our Tigers went two for three against the Cleveland Indians. And the Cleveland Indians are one of those weird teams that are always a perennial playoff bubble team, but never, like, good enough to be good. Um, the fact that the Tigers were able to win two of three is – I'm happy. I oh, thought yeah. that they were – it was a fun game to watch. That Miguel Cabrera walk-off home run, his first pitch, or his first – at bat of the season that was fucking in the snow in the 8k camera oh my god gorgeous beautiful miguel cabrera won me ten dollars on that bet thank you miggy miguel Um, cabrera won me 50 on that and i appreciate him wholeheartedly uh, still that was just that was beautiful and to see the entire like like, it's nice because Miguel Cabrera, we've had this discussion a lot of times, especially in this segment. You know, we lost one of the faces of our franchise in Matthew Stafford. And Miguel Cabrera is one of those guys who I think lately we probably wouldn't think of necessarily as much. But, man, over the past maybe 15 years, is that how long it's been? It's close to 15 years. He's been, it's been a, a workhorse, a powerhouse, and a fantastic representation of, of this city. Uh, he's not quite as like outspoken, maybe as like a Justin Verlander or you know Matt right. Stafford, yeah, or um, you know any anybody else, or maybe not quite as recognizable to some as like a Henrik Zetterberg was to the Wings. But to have that older face of just like man, this is what this is what we once had, 
And then to see him start his season off so successfully, dude, it was fucking gave me a little Detroit boner. I won't lie, man. I was a little fucking juiced. <laughs> I was a little juiced. It was, it was nice. I mean, the money I won off that, great. But, like, just happy to see that. Um, anything else from a Tigers perspective, sir? Um, not, not, not too much. No. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Um, we got a lot of intri- intriguing prospects. AJ Hinch is a great manager. Uh, it's going to be really intriguing and exciting to see how this team kind of develops moving forward. Yeah, man, I agree with you there. And can I go off for a second, just on a slight tangent here? Go right off, sir. All right. So baseball first sport back, uh, you know, kind of in this quote unquote post COVID world, sort of, where you're hearing fans and seeing fans, and they've been pretty open about the fan policies. And to hear fans at sporting events, like Josh and I, uh, Sunday night, we were both watching the Angels versus the White Sox, which, you know, obviously not a Detroit sports moment update. But, you know, that game was was an interesting game, but, you know, it was one bomb of the ninth inning, two guys on on the base, and there was a walk-off on run to win the game, and the crowd just went fucking nuts. And right before the guy who hit that walk-off homer was up, it was Mike Trout was the, the guy before him. Yep. And the entire crowd was chanting MVP as he walked up to the plate. Like, that was fucking, like, I, I, I sh- it was an Easter Sunday. I had a long day, but, like, man, I fucking felt some chills. Like, just hearing the, MV- the MVP chant walking up, bottom of the ninth, game on the line. Like, that's fucking what you dream about as a kid. And to hear the fans, like, create that atmosphere, man, it was it was missed. Um, and so I'm excited as fuck. I'm excited as fuck to see, you know, to see that return to our, to our lives. And I hope they you know, hopefully the, uh, the Miller city bets boys can find their way down to a Tigers game over the course of the summer, but absolutely I'm, no, it'll happen. It'll I'm exci- happen. I, for the first time since I was a little kid, I'm excited for baseball. It's, that's all I got to say here. Yes. Sir. Anything on the Pistons front, Josh, as we're trying to rifle through here to get to the, uh, the meat of today's show. Let's see. Killian Hayes is, uh, just came back, played his first game back from injury. Um, I didn't really have the chance to watch that game, so don't really have a whole lot of insight. However, um, Hamadou Diallo, uh, who we traded to from, who we got from Oklahoma City for Smee Mikhailu in a second-round draft pick, um, has been balling out for the Pistons. Um, it's it's really incredible. Um, there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, they're competing um they're winning some games um you know Jalen Suggs Evan Mobley Cade Cunningham those are three guys that one of those three guys is going to be in the Motor City come draft time next year those are one of the three names that you are going to hear that's pretty fucking exciting sir yes sir let's see Trevor do we have any updates on our beloved Red Wings? Yeah, so the Red Wings have sucked, as we've talked about for many times in this show, for pretty much the past two seasons. But fortunately for us, the uh, the unfortunate Buffalo Sabres got a chance to take some of the brunt of that away from us. They tied they, – they finally broke it over the course of the weekend. But going into this weekend – they had tied the NHL record of non-winning games. So that that includes, you know, overtime and stuff like that. But the record was 18, and they tied it this year. So it kind of took some of the uh, – Impressive. 
Yeah, impressive. It took some of the heat off of the Red Wings, and the Red Wings have been playing. You know, I've said this time and time again on the show, especially when we've gotten a little bit deeper and talking about it. You know, their style of hockey is, is designed to not necessarily be flashy with offense, but more so defensively strong and, you know, try and, and fight these games and keep goal, keep games within one-score games. And they've, they've lost that a few times this year. Um, but there's a resilience in this team that shows a sign of um, them maturing which I think will be very fruitful for fans of this team in the future. Um, all that essentially boils down to is they're still not the best, but like today they won against Tampa for the first time since 2011 in Tampa. It was five to one and it was a dominant game the entire game. Uh, and the wings looked like the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so there is a chance, I think, in the uh, on our horizon we're finally starting to see a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. And I, I can't wait to get back to little CJ's. Um, not sure when that's going to be. It's probably not going to be this season, unfortunately, but at some point here soon, I'm very excited to get back in that atmosphere. And I think that, you know, I think this team looking at next year could potentially have something. All of the Swedish prospects are still phenomenal. Um, so I'm really excited. I don't think there's anything Josh to really cover on the line side of things. I think it's been relatively quiet in the NFL. Yes, sir. Uh, in the coming weeks here before the NFL draft, we're gonna we're gonna break down different mock drafts and kind of get into our our draft talk and you know talk some futures and you know really try and uh, put on record our thought process for how this <laughs> this line season is gonna go because I know. Hey, Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. I was gonna say maybe we can dive into a little a little fantasy football too. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe give some projections, you know, who we like. I'm here for it, man. I'm I'm excited for this NFL season. I, I know the NFL is where I'm gonna make my money and hopefully you guys can uh stop fading me and make money with me. But Josh, I think that that kind of wraps up our Detroit sports update segment here. Unless you got anything else to say from the Motor City. No, sir. Let's uh Let's dive into these recaps. Yeah, yeah. So where where do we want to start? I feel like we should just focus on the final four and kind of move on from there. Yeah, let's let's start with Houston. The the first final four game, Houston and Baylor. Um, I have Baylor in this game. Uh, I really like them. Uh, I think they were five point five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, they ended up running Houston out of the gym. Um, this is the Baylor team that everyone saw and was used to throughout the course of the season, basically up until uh, Baylor kind of got hit by COVID. But this is a, this is a very, very good Baylor team. Um, these are the two best teams competing for the national championship in college basketball this year. And it's a really great thing to see. You know, we love the Cinderella stories. The, the, the tournament run by UCLA was incredible. Um, I know I'm jumping all over the place. Um, but Jared Butler and um, Davion Mitchell, the backcourt for Baylor, um, those two are basically make up the best front uh, backcourt in, in the nation. Um, that Baylor defense is tenacious, uh, and I'm really excited uh, to kind of see how things shape up for tonight's matchup. Trevor, what were your uh, takeaways from this game? Yeah, to be honest with you, Josh, I was on the golf course uh, for the beginning of this game, and I was at dinner for the rest of it. So I really wasn't uh, really wasn't watching it too much. Uh, I had money on Baylor. I saw that it hit, so pretty excited about that. I gotta be honest with you, man. It was difficult to be motivated for this final four for me. Um, 
it kind of didn't. Obviously, the Gonzaga UCLA game, which we'll talk about here in a second, uh, didn't pan out how most people probably thought it would have. But I mean, like I said, if you just look at who's going to be in this national championship, this was predicted in November. So, like, I'm not. It didn't really like this Houston Baylor game. I couldn't have given less of a fuck about. Happy I chose Baylor. Happy I won money with Baylor. But like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody on earth was really too surprised by that. And you can count me as one of them. No, yeah, this this was kind of an unexpected um, outcome for for this game. Houston hadn't really played um, too well in the tournament. Um, you know, Colt they played. Uh, did Houston face Colgate? No, that was Arkansas. Um, whoever Houston played, um, they usually didn't perform too well against. Um, they were usually struggling and then, you know, found a way to come back. Um, but, you know, shout out to Houston for having a remarkable season. Uh, getting to the Final Four is no easy accomplishment. So, shout out to the Cougars. Yeah, man, for sure. I think the, let's talk about, you know, what was – pretty unexpected and that was the ucla team i unfortunately didn't get to watch as much of this game as i wanted to on the account that i was um having a few libations and Ah. enjoying myself away from the tv screen there you go yeah have some of those days every now and then so i i unfortunately pretty much missed the best college basketball game probably in the history of college basketball games. So, Josh, if you could give us a little recap of what transpired there, please, sir. Do, do yeah. tell. Yeah, so I, uh, I've i ridden with Gonzaga this entire tournament, and they have just continued to put money in my pockets. So I, uh, I took them first half minus eight. That didn't hit. Um, and then I took them minus 14. That didn't hit. So – uh, things weren't looking too optimistic for me. Um, and then I also had a parlay with the FanDuel for Baylor Gonzaga to win um, through 50 on it. And so uh, thankfully Gonzaga won this game. Um, but uh, th- th- this first half of basketball was incredible. There was 89 points scored in the first half. Um, both teams were, you know, defending but also scoring really well um Jalen Suggs Drew Timmy Corey Kispert um were all doing their and um I think Jay it's uh, Jay I believe is his name he balled out uh in the final four I think he finished with like 22 or 24 points um he had a, the best game of his uh turn of the tournament so far in the final four and uh at the end of the day a little too much star power. Um, Gonzaga lives and dies uh, by scoring in the paint. I think they've scored like over 45 points in the paint in every single tournament game this year, which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of points. Some teams don't even score like 45 points in a game. And just by being in the paint, Gonzaga gets 45. Um, they're also a group Pretty good three-point shooting team. They didn't shoot so well in the final four. They shot 33%, I'm pretty sure, from three. Um, Hopefully, um, they can kind of turn things around. And if so, this is a a very scary offense. But shout out to UCLA for this remarkable season. Johnny Jazong or Johnny Jazang um, played remarkable in this tournament, Um, you know, beating Michigan State, Alabama, 
uh, Michigan, BYU, BYU. He put on an absolute show this this tournament, and every single player on UCLA, you know, Tiger Campbell, they they all should be proud of what they did this season because every everyone was counting them out. I remember going into this tournament here in UCLA. I was like, no way. This uh, this team's lost four in a row going into the tournament and they somehow turned things around and made a final four run. So shout out to UCLA. Yeah, man, I, I think that that's a very good, good point to make there. It's just that, you know, when uh, when Michigan State fell to them, obviously in the first four or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, I was disappointed. And I kind of, you know, at first was just like, well, hopefully, you know, UCLA loses immediately because fuck them. But then just went on this fucking beautiful run. And, you know, to see them lose to a team like Gonzaga and take them to overtime and almost basically take them to double overtime, you know, I did see the buzzer beat it, and that was fucking amazing. But, like, you know, to play to play that team that good, I think you know it says a lot about the character. It says a lot about the coaching. It says a lot about the talent. You know, I think that this UCLA team, the Pac-12, had a fucking breakout year, and I don't oh. know. I don't know if this is like what the Pac-12 is gonna be moving forward, or if this is something that like kind of was just a weird 2021 type thing. So I'm excited they they've officially entered the. When it comes to late February, I should check in and see how they're doing. Uh, category that I have going on. They're one of the teams I'll circle back to in February of 2022. So, you know, cheers to them. Great season. But I think, Josh, let's let's move into what we've been really wanting to talk about. Yes, and sir. That is, of course, the championship. We've got Gonzaga, number one. Baylor, number two. Josh, shoot from the hip here. No stats, no nothing. Give me your pick, and then I'll give you mine. Just who's going to win or give me a gambling pick for this right now. Gonzaga minus four and a half. Gonzaga minus four and a half. Lock it in. (sighs) I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to do the opposite of provide you no facts or anything. I'm not going to shoot from the hip here. I'm just going to say I am concerned that this Baylor team started to gel at the right time, and I feel like this Gonzaga team is starting to slip. That being said, I've also rooted against Gonzaga most most of the time. I've lost a lot of money on Gonzaga in this tournament because I didn't ride with them, and then I rode with them, and then when I rode with them, I got fucked. So, like – I don't know, Josh. I feel like I feel like I mean, seventy-five percent of the money is on Baylor right now. And I'm looking to place like my second biggest bet of the year on this game. I, I'm also considering going big. I'm gonna go big. I just <sighs> Do you have any stats or anything, Josh, that might lead me one way or the other? Yeah, I got I got this one stat, and this is this only confirmed what I was thinking. All right, you ready? Yeah. Since two thousand and five, so sixteen years, favorites of three plus points are six and one against the spread. 
They're 7-0 straight up in the national title game. The only team to have lost? Take a guess, Trevor. I'll give you a hint. Um, Michigan. No. Uh, Gordon Hayward. Couldn't tell you. Starts with a B. Browns. Ends with Butler. Jimmy Butler. Nope. Butler. Ah. 2010 Duke versus Butler when Gordon Hayward almost hit that half-court shot to win the national championship game. That is the only time that a team favored by three-plus points did not cover. Gonzaga, minus four-and-a-half versus Baylor. I like that line, John. That is a... I think this is the perfect line because my thinking is one of two things is going to happen. I see at the end of this game, Gonzaga being up by three. Baylor misses. Gonzaga gets the rebound. Hits two free throws. Boom. Minus five. Four wow. and a half hits. It hits. That's I, I like I like minus four and a half, and I I like the over. I think the over is going to hit. Even I, it's ridiculously high. I took it at one fifty nine and a half. Right now it's at one fifty nine. I may double down. Um, I think both of these teams are going to have a boatload of energy going into this matchup. There's going to be a lot of excitement. This is. David versus Goliath. This these two teams are neck and neck. They're by far and away the two best teams in college basketball. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring. I think it might cut it close at the end, but at the end of the day, I see the overheading. Yeah, I'm seeing it at 159 as well. I I, I think that. Well, the thing I think is difficult about this game, Josh, is that both these teams can play either game. And by that, I mean, like, both these teams can run and gun offensively and both these teams can lock you down defensively. However, I do think that with Gonzaga scoring as much offense as they do, I could easily see this game being, like, 93 to 87. Oh, yeah. I could see I I would if we could have that same final four game happen in the national championship game, I would lose my mind. And I feel like I have to also double down on Gonzaga because I have money on them to win the national championship game. So what's the point in fading myself? Well, yeah, you know, I think, Josh, I think you've talked me into it. I've. I've... I think I'm going to place a large portion of my bet on Gonzaga, probably money line. I'm going to place a big portion on Gonzaga to cover. Um, and I might, I might, I might touch the over under. I like that. I'm probably going to live bet too. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like Gonzaga. I, I, definitely, I definitely see a point in the game where Baylor goes up maybe like six or seven, and that line mm. flips to like Gonzaga plus two and a half. And if I see that, I'm, I'm hopping on that. 
Yeah, if there's a point in this game that's like reasonable, I think I'm gonna have to take Gonzaga. Uh, if if he, you know, if, if if the if the Vegas gods permit. But Josh, I think my concern here is I think that this is almost a trap game. I feel like everybody. Oh, it is. The money is favoring Baylor right now. I mean, according to the apps and such. But like, I feel like everyone just is expecting Gonzaga to win, and I feel like that's scary. So like, what do you? Is there anything else you can tell me, Josh, trying to settle my uneasy mind? I, I, to me, the the difference in this game is going to be Gonzaga's strong suit, and that's points in the paint. Mm. You know, this team, you, they're a good three-point shooting team, but if they're getting rebounds off of those misses, those are points in the paint. So if they're hitting their threes, they're scoring a lot. And if they're not, they're re- getting offensive rebounds and getting those points in the paint, those second chance points. This Gonzaga team is, in my opinion, the best team in college basketball this year. You know, this Baylor team is also really, really good. But Drew Timmy is too much of a force inside. Then you have Corey Kispert, senior leadership, great defender, good shooter. And then to me, the difference maker in this game is Jalen Suggs. This dude is for real. Gives me big time Chris Paul vibes. I, I as a Pistons fan, I've got I've got I've got a big big crush on this dude, and I would love mm-hmm. to see this dude in the Motor City, without a doubt. Yeah, Josh, I think the I think you bring up a lot of really good points there, and I think that I agree with you here. I think this Gonzaga team is just a little bit too athletic, a little bit too dominating, and I really I think that I think this is one of those games that. They might succumb to the emotion a little bit at first. I could see Baylor in the first half of the first half kind of being a little bit dominant, but I do think that Gonzaga is going to build throughout this game, and I I would not be surprised. I might even – I don't even know why I say this, but I might even try and move the line a little bit. If I could buy some points, Gonzaga by maybe minus seven. You know – I was reading an article online that kind of talked about that. And if you or if Gonzaga had kind of dominated UCLA like they were expected to, maybe not 14, but 8, 10, 12, something like that, that this line should have been at about minus seven, opened up That's around what I'm there. Thinking. Uh, I would maybe play it safe, go five and a half. I mean, that's, to me, that's really aggressive. And the Barstool I, Sportsbook I, right now, minus seven play, pays plus 135. That's not bad. No, I just, I, 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 I love the four and, and a half. half. I love the four and a half. It's just, a, it's a real sexy number for me. Oh Josh, I think I might I might buy in at seven and a half. Seven and a half, Trevor. Plus one forty five. Like if I'm gonna be honest, oh baby. If I'm gonna be on this train, Josh, I may as well fucking like placing the bet right now. No, Trevor, we have to talk this through. 
bet is placed. Oh, it's Trevor Lang. <laughs> Just placed it. Oh, Trevor. <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, if Gonzaga's going to live up to the hype, may as well start right now. <sighs> well, you know what? I'm rooting for you because if you win that, that means I win. So... Um, I'm excited. I have, I have, t- tonight's going to be a big night, Josh. I'm very fucking excited. I have a future. I have a big future on Gonzaga. I now just took them minus seven and a half. I'm going to take them money line. I'm going to take the over probably. And a boy. That's locked this it is in. A big, this is a big, this is a big night, big Josh. Day. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, we're going to be sure to try and live tweet this game as much as we can. I feel like, Josh, you and I have reached a point now where we're kind of just like, we're just agreeing with each other here, which is never doesn't make for great radio. So I think we're just going to move along here. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I think that, you know, I wish that there was as many props out for this as there was for the college football championship or, you know, the Super Bowl or something. But there isn't. So I guess, Josh, let's, uh, let's wrap up the show here today by by focusing on anything else. Is there any other kind of any other bets you're seeing for tomorrow? Um, I mean today rather. I'm sorry. I this isn't a, a true pick segment. I put. You I can take a here. quick look at maybe some NBA action. I just didn't know for, if there was anything that caught your eye for Monday. Let's do it. I'm. Uh, you know what? Screw it. Tomorrow I'm riding with the Pistons, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder minus three. Okay. Give me. Give me the stones. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take that. Um. What else? We have a twelve. I like the twelve game, twelve game MLB slate tomorrow. I like the also give me the under in the Jazz and Mavericks game, and then I'll throw one MLB pick in there for fun. Monday, give me the Tigers. Yeah, that's right. Lock it in Detroit. I like that. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show for today. Um. Stay tuned. We're going to be tweeting a lot tomorrow about the championship game. Very excited. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you guys later on this week. You know, this is Masters Week, so everyone put on your fucking green jackets here. Uh, we're going to give a pretty in-depth preview before our next show here. Should release in time for you to make your best before the first tees go off. So let's have a good one. Josh, have a great week at school, man. And I cannot wait to watch this game. I can't either, Trevor. Have a good one, brother. All right. Peace, brother.